Hello and welcome to the HP Critical Podcast. This is our first ever live recorded podcast. Uh, I realize that if you're listening to it in a later time and date that this may not be live for you, but we are recording it live while we are doing our Animal Crossing Pride Parade on Twitch and YouTube. So today, what we're going to be talking about is that since this is following our Pride Parade, that we're talking all about LGBTQ plus representation in gaming. We're talking about kind of our first impressions on, you know, it before we get into actual discussion about some of the good, some of the bad examples, and some of the things that we would really like to see going forward. So I will be your host, Marissa, I know that you're probably not used to hearing my voice. You're used to hearing Jarrell's beautiful voice, but don't worry, you'll get to hear him in just a second because Jarrell, I want to throw this conversation over to you. What are your first impressions, your first thoughts before we go into any discussion on LGBT representation in gaming so far? Hi. Um, hmm. So I think it has rightly evolved a lot. Uh, I do think there is still a lot of room to grow, but in 2020 so far, you know, we just had the PlayStation presentation for the PS5, and uh, during that podcast, which is out now if you haven't listened to it, we did talk a little bit about how, uh, specifically Dana and I, about how representation in these games is is uh, becoming a bit more prominent. I mean, of course, there's always room to grow. Um, we were talking about the amount of female characters that we saw as leading ladies. You know, we just got The Last of Us 2, which I know is a little bit divisive, but we have, you know, Ellie, who is a lesbian heading the front of the game on the box cover. Um, of course, it depends on how you feel about the game and what you've seen so far and whether you've played it or not. But uh, the, a representation has definitely come a long way from uh, horrible stereotypes in video games. So I'm, I'm very excited to, and looking forward to talk about uh, more about this as we go on. Thank you so much. Uh, so yeah, then I'll throw this over to Kayla. What are your current thoughts on how representation is in gaming? Um, Jarrell kind of took all the words out of my mouth. Okay. Um, <laughs> all the words that I rehearsed. Um, but I do, like he said, I do kind of hope that it continues to evolve and, you know, this isn't like the peak, so to speak, of of representation in games. I still want a black female gay lead that's not in, you know, that's that's only tied to their partner or, you know, not sacrificed for character development as in some games have have had. Um, but I do hope that it continues to grow. It has come a long, long way um, from, you know, the beginning of gaming. So I I just, I have high hopes for it. Okay, okay. Uh, Can I jump in really quick? Of course. So speaking on exactly what Kayla said about um, characters in video games um, being used as character development, Marissa wrote an amazing article, which if you guys haven't checked, uh, you can go to hpcritical.com and it should still be on our front page about um, Naughty Dog and The Last of Us and exactly that topic. So uh, it's a, definitely a really good read. Check it out. Thank you so much. <laughs> Alrighty, so let me go ahead and throw it over to Dana. What are your thoughts on representation in gaming right now? I think that has come a very long way, and I think there's still so much to do. I think, um, like, I'm going to go ahead and start with an example, but the first, like, time I saw it 
was um, with Birdo from uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Mario, actually, who um, I found out because, you know, work gets around sometimes that uh, evidently it, they were described as a male who wanted to be a female and rather be called Birdette. Yes. And that was like the gateway, you know what I mean, into a really deep dive and a large change in my life where I started gathering more knowledge and, and started trying to be more aware of everything that's going on in uh, the people's lives around me. And I didn't realize that it would have such a big impact on myself as well, but it definitely has. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, like you said, I mean, I think that's one of the main things about representation is just that, you know, it, it really does matter because it just it opens up these conversations and these topics for people to have. It allows them to kind of uh, look into things and research things on their own. Uh, so yeah, I think, you know, that's definitely the importance of it. But like everyone's kind of said is that it's evolved, but there's a long way to go. Uh, but of course, now I'm going to throw it over to uh, Ruth Ann, who is one of our Patreons um, and a friend of our site and of us. Uh, what are your thoughts on representation in gaming right now? Um, honestly, I do. I also think that it's come a long way, but I think it's important not just to be represented, but to not make caricatures out of, you know, like who it is that you're representing. Like I feel, for example, with, um, black video games, like for me, it started out with like, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And I know that like, that's the purpose of it, but you know, it's just like, it's, it's very like characterized of you know representation for me as far as like lgbt characters i think my first time really knowing openly that an, a character was lgbt was um um dragon age inquisition i don't remember his name but he was like one of my favorite characters i can't i can't remember his name. oh um <laughs> here uh it was it was like one of the wizards or um one of the mages i think um, damn, I can't remember his name. I remember Vivian, but <laughs> okay, well, long story short. Um, I just, yeah, I think it's not just enough to say that you're representing someone. I think that how you're portraying, you know, those roles is also very important. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's good so far in a way. Um, but it just, it could be better. And I think, uh, you're talking about Dorian? Dor yes! <laughs> <laughs> And I do think, uh, just to piggyback off that a little bit, um, I do think games that allow you freedom are really good in that respect. I, I know, for example, I wrote an article about my favorite LGBT characters of this um, this console generation, and I definitely mentioned um, Gibraltar from Apex Legends. Yes! Mm -hmm. I also mentioned, um, oh my gosh, what is her name? Oh, Dorothea. How can I forget her name? Dorothea and... Um, <laughs> Uh, fire Emblem Three Houses, you know, she she's going to fight with anybody. Um, and she's very secure with who she is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it, it's really cool to see uh, characters used in that manner. And of course, we always talk about Overwatch and its diversity and where it's going. Uh, and the fact that, you know, it's been out for X amount of years and we have yet to see a black woman, although she is coming. Um, there, there's always still, I, I always still have to applaud them 
for having you know Tracer as the front runner of their game and having her as an out lesbian character, um, mm-hmm. and also uh, Soldier Seventy Six, where you yeah. know he is gay. Apparently, I still have a little issue with that, but I'm not. <laughs> Um, but I do think, um, as everyone has mentioned, representation is very important in that respect. And also because, uh, to touch a little bit on what Ruthann said, also because a lot of times in media, what people see is what they believe. And, um, and that'll determine how they react to you. It'll create, you know, prejudices and biases based on what they know. So when you have characters that are caricatures of themselves, um, if this is your only interaction, for example, that, and this is what I'm going to say to be a good version of why Soldier 76 is um, okay um, as a LGBT oh. person. <laughs> and, and that's because, you know, if, if you have a caricature of a gay male, for example, um, you're probably going to think that they're, you know, um, whatever stereotype you've seen on TV. So when you have a mm-hmm. character like Soldier 76, it does give a separate type of representation to, you know, a, gr- a marginalized group. And so in that sense, it's that's why uh, representation is uh, so important. Um, you know, not all black people act or look the same. So, you know, when you have a character that Ruthann brought up, like Vivian, for example, like she's a powerful being. She's a high tier, upper echelon woman that you see in Dragon Age. You know, that 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 is very different from a character in um, Grand Theft Auto that is black. As an example. So um, mm-hmm, and also mm-hmm. and I talk a lot, so I'm sorry. But also. <laughs> Uh, for representation's sake, I do think the conversation has to get bigger. Uh, and by that, I mean, you know, it is a racial issue. It is a uh, marginalized people issue. It is not. Uh, it's also rather um, making things accessible to everyone. Mm-hmm. And um, representation spans, you know, uh, that has to include people with disabilities in your video games. You know, um, that that is also a part of what representation means in gaming, because uh, you can have a character that is handicapped for some reason. And however you treat that character in your video game, as long as it's not a trope that you're using, um, can be very beneficial for someone who might be handicapped, who, you know, is appreciative of the efforts of displaying that type of character in your story. And I'm going to stop now. <laughs> um, to, to piggyback kind of off of that, I also really enjoy games that kind of give you, like, options when it comes to, like, whether you want your character to be in some type of, like, romantic relationship and whether you want it to be with a female, whether you want it to be with a male whoever you want it to be with. I really enjoy games like that. Like, Life is Strange. Uh, um, I liked um, that you could, you know, either go with um, with Chloe, or you could be... I forgot what her friend's name was already, but he was a little dorky boy she was friends with. But, like, I liked that they, it wasn't just, like... Like, you could identify with that character because it was so broad. It didn't, like, put you in this narrow... Um, this narrow like relationship lane Um, and I think that you know more games should do that if there is going to be um, you know a romance element I do think that it should be more inclusive Um, you know because not everybody wants to be with like a blonde haired blue eyed male you know what I'm saying like so I I I really hope that they continue, you know, with that kind of tradition of like 
making things more, like Jarrell said, more accessible to people. You know, there are some people who don't want any type of, like, romantic anything, and they want to identify with characters that have no type of romantic um, ties to people. So I think that games should, like, should just be more accessible, like Jarrell said, in that sense, especially with romance. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I agree. I 100% agree. I think that's, I think that, like, if the story is going to be something that I get to craft, that definitely I should have more control mm-hmm. over, like, what my characters are able to do to an extent. And um, definitely if it's a relationship thing, I don't see why that's something that couldn't, you know, mm-hmm. that's something that I couldn't decide which characters I like based on, a lot of times for me, based on their personality, because... I'm about yeah. to and some of y'all are just annoying, so I can't. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm low key trying to kill you off. Like, yes, I feel that on like such a spiritual level. Like, I don't like any of you. Why are you my options? Yeah, why are these the only options? I don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah. Another thing too, I think uh, Jarrell was the one talking about Apex. Um, yes, I wanted to get into that as well. Yeah, they've also talked about. Um, Bloodhound, yes, uh, being yes, non-binary. Yes. Oh my yep. god, I love so, them so much. Yeah, I and wanted like, to talk on that. Actually. Go ahead, yeah, do it. I love, <laughs> I love the way that it all happened, right? So, mm-hmm. um, I had been playing the game for maybe two weeks solid because I kind of like Apex, <laughs> but Just anyways, a bit. <laughs> um, me and my friend have been playing it a lot, and we're like, you know, Bloodhound's you know sick. We we love playing Bloodhound. Um, I was immediately, uh, a Gibraltar, Isaac, Gibby, as I call him, uh, Maine. Um, and then we saw that, uh, we had evidently missed, they had, uh, little character, like, bio videos. And if you watch them, the entire time, they don't say, they don't outwardly say, hey, you know, Bloodhound is non-binary. They just go straight forward with they, they, they. And whereas, like, Gibraltar, he does this. Sometimes he wants to look out for his friends. It's always they, them with Bloodhound. And I think that's a beautiful way of doing it. And I like that they don't use it as, like, uh, a story hook or, or try to shove it in your face in any way. It's there for you to see and for you to notice. But it doesn't change their personality. You know what I mean? Well, I actually am conflicted on that a little bit, um, only because I think that there are times when that could be forefront and it still wouldn't affect the character. And I'm going to go back to Overwatch really quick. Um, And that was one of the issues I had with Soldier 76, because, you know, if you play Overwatch, there's no story, uh, like, for gameplay purposes. Yeah. Of course, there is a story in Overwatch, but there is no story for gameplay purposes. So you don't have to necessarily have these characters, um, like you said, in like Dana was saying, you, like they don't have to be in your face saying, oh my god, look at me, I'm gay, I suck dick, my name's Soldier. Um, <laughs> okay. like, of course it's not necessary. But at the same time, uh, is that, you know, is that considered representation? Because of course, someone like me, I am going to go, you know, look into Soldier 76. I'm going to look up the story. I'm interested in Overwatch. I'm going to watch all the, uh, you know, shorts that they have because I think they're amazing. So for me, that's an impact. But for someone who is just going to sign on to the game, uh, enjoy it and play it and move on, they don't have to worry about those things. Um, So they may never know that these characters are, you know, a part of an LGBT spectrum. And 
and some points that can be fine because you know your character isn't necessarily defined by their sexual orientation but also i think there are times when things that they decide to do or say can be determined based on their uh, character's history with their LGBT representation, like as a person and what that character may have been through. Um, Cause you know, if, if Tracer broke up with her girlfriend, um, I don't know who she's going to talk to. Maybe she'll talk to me. I don't know. It depends, you know, it depends on how, um, how, how may would uh, take that interaction based on her own experiences. So I do think sometimes companies might use that as a way to, you know, sneak in representation without going full force. And I'm not saying that Apex does that. I think um, I agree with you completely, Dana, on Apex. I think they did a really good job with that because I don't think it needs to be in your face in that situation. But I do think there is a uh, there's two sides to that. And also, I think that people um, need to have, obviously, uh, they need to reach out when they're creating projects. I, I remember I was interested in, uh, Brandon, you can remind me of the name of the last Star Wars game with that redheaded guy. Redheaded guy in Star Wars? Yeah. The last Are you game, talking uh, about Jedi Fallen Order? Oh, yes, that one, Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll look yeah. into Jedi Fallen it Order. It ain't common, especially in Star Wars. I, I was like, let me look into Jedi Fallen Order. And it's funny that you say that's not common in Star Wars, because as soon as I found out that it was another... The one before this was, uh, I think her name is Janina Gavankar, I believe her name is. Um, right, yeah, the main uh, character of Battlefront 2. Yeah, and I was like, oh shit, like, we got a, a, a lady in the front of a Star Wars game. Let's go. I want to play this game. And then the next iteration was a, you know, another um, white guy. And yes, he has red hair. Oh, wow. You know who also have red hair? naturally black people now i'm not saying you have to put a black person in there but you know when you have an opportunity to create another story and you choose to not you know push the boundaries i think uh and brandon wrote an article about spider-man uh miles morales um which you should also go check out at hpcritical.com yes i'm continue doing plugs go check out our website <laughs> you know when you have opportunities to do this i know marissa and i were talking about uh, Spider-Man and why we weren't interested in it originally because they showed a little bit of Miles Morales and then we find out, you know, he's not even a character. He's not, like, he's just a side character in this this uh, game and, you know, there was, this was on the hype of um, I believe it was on the hype of um, the the Spider-Man movie. Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Yes, it was on the hype of Into yeah. the Spider-Verse. I loved Into the Spider-Verse. You know, you had this black Puerto Rican character, you know, all types of representation there. I'm, I was like, yes, Miles, I'm here for it. And then we got, you know, the same Peter Parker story. And I was like, mm, you could have gone somewhere. And now, finally, we're getting that Miles Morales story. And that was probably one of the most hype moments for me when watching the PlayStation presentation because it's finally giving an opportunity for a character to be to have a different story because we have so many characters that no matter what their story is they don't have that type of I don't know how to put it um they don't have this type of shared experience with me personally you know because I am going to experience something as a gay black man I'm going to experience something very different than you know uh Peter Parker <laughs> worry about shit. Like you can go outside and pretend to be fucking Spider Man, and everybody's like, "All right, bet." You know, yeah. Miles might go outside. That's a totally different story, and he's yeah. not even gay. So, like, yeah, yeah. When you create those different, you know, um, those different dichotomies when you're making video games, I think we still have a long way to go. But I, I, I appreciate studios that look into creating something different when they have the opportunity and once again i talked too much so i'm done um going back to what you said about soldier 76 i think the way that he 
is presented as a as a as a gay man is very just like with Bloodhound. It's a very nuanced thing because you wouldn't know it except for them bringing it up other than certain lines that he says with like Anna or Reaper and some of his sprays are with I don't know if that was his husband or his boyfriend I don't remember but um it's 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 little stuff you know little things that people probably wouldn't have like paid attention to the same way with Tracer is like if they hadn't said anything other than hearing some of the voice lines that she says and hearing some of the um the stories and like you said going and watching the shorts or reading the comics you know i think it's all like nuanced things specifically because they want their game to be broad enough that everyone can see themselves in a character but still have that type of representation so that you know lgbt community can can also see themselves so it's not just like a heteronormative um storyline but also (laughs) overwatch had an opportunity to make ash black and they just they just failed us they failed all of us (laughs) and like i get it i i feel like maybe they didn't want you know the the first black female character they made to be like this gang member but, like, at the same time, it was just, like, I think, you know, Ash wasn't always this, like, in a, in a, in a omnic gang. You know, she came from, like, a, a rich family. She came from privilege. And I think that, like, I think the experience is a little bit different for me being a black female. And I'm just, like, I don't really care about your rich white problems i don't i don't (laughs) like i it was really just because like her parents didn't pay attention to her and it's like i get it but at the same time like i don't identify with that like like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't you got a butler i don't i don't have a butler (laughs) um so i think that like overwatch there are some things that they do really well you know like having characters that aren't necessarily you know they they kind of like fit different spectrums um but they also kind of miss the mark when it comes to things like race i mean it's been out long enough to where it's like that shouldn't even be something that we're talking about you know like it's been out for so long that it should have been properly done and addressed i mean even Mm -hmm. um orisa like you yeah. gave me a freaking big giant ugly mech thing. You didn't at least Whoa! like give me that. You know what? I, I apologize. Is a beautiful soul. Wait I'm, up, baby. I apologize. Okay, some of the some of the skins are cute. Some of them, yeah, but <laughs> that's true. I mean, like, no, honestly, like, you didn't even take the time out to actually give me a character that I can see myself in. Like, I mm-hmm. don't see that young African girl at all ever. So it's like... Yeah, not it's that only I in her sprays. Yeah, <laughs> like, I wouldn't 100% relate to that anyways because, like, I am American. Give me, like, a black female. Like, what's, what, what are y'all doing? But yeah. at the same time, like, I could try to relate and then you gave me this... I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it again. Big, ugly ass mech. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Crystal didn't do anything to anybody but love Literally. and want to learn. I'm Bad sorry, enough. but it's like half horse half bug i don't know what's going on but it's not human <laughs> i don't see like the character at all in this you know what yeah. i'm saying like 
and when when they, when they were first introduced and like oh you know like talk of like this character coming out i was like oh, okay i see y'all and then it was like no i don't i don't see i don't i'm blinded i don't see <laughs> yeah <laughs> well with that too i think that it would have been cool to see ify be more of a part of it because yes, to think yes. that this you know little black girl took an omnic that had been terrorizing other people and oh, yeah, she, she made it yeah you know, she made it to so protect her people that would have yeah. been cool to see but it's like oh you see her like on a billboard and like in a spray or two and then that's it like yeah like i feel like okay diva has uh i, I mean diva i love me some diva but she's Who like doesn't love diva? She's, <laughs> you know like yeah like she's in the mech she pops out of the mech like you know she's I don't know, she's more active as a mm-hmm. character, so you actually get to play her. So I would like to have my representation of myself be something that I see on a regular mm-hmm. basis. Like, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, to me, like, how long y'all been out? Since 2016, so about four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, what? Yeah, they've had opportunities, and it's just like, I don't know if if they don't have, like, the team that they would feel comfortable like having an iteration of a black woman or I mean if... they're working on one now so I mean but and also that's... reach out Blizzard is huge right that's what I'm saying yeah. but that's what I'm saying I don't know if they are afraid to like to do it and then like they don't you know res- the trait, yeah they don't like... want to miss the mark and then you know that be because like think about it with paladins Everybody was like, oh, Blizzard, like, put out a black woman, please. And Paladins was like, say less. And had a black woman amidst all of the, the Blizzard drama with at, with the Ash skin. That came yeah, out. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Um, Because someone leaked the Ash concept art where she was black. And she was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. she, was, she was beautiful. I'm not familiar and, with this. Yeah, Oof. she... <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up right now, actually. She was gorgeous. But yeah, that's yeah. And so, you know, it's it's like I I want them because obviously they can do it if that's the concept art, but it's like I don't know if they're like afraid the only reason I, they would be to tell that, that story. The like, only reason they would be afraid. Them. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say I want to give them that pass because literally they've done so yeah. many different um cultures and like they have so many blizzard is truly one of the games that i can say has representation for so many different cultures so it's like they're not incapable of doing it they're huge they are 100 yes. percent. what i'm saying is i think that they're like if you look at their team there's i don't i can guarantee there's maybe like five black people that work and like yeah. what i'm saying is i want them to expand that like i want more black people on their team so that they can't be like, well, we know. I don't know, man. I yeah, don't know how to make a black woman. <laughs> the problem is, to me, like, they created, the, the reason I say they, they made this problem themselves is because they had so long, they had such an opportunity mm-hmm. to create, you know, that, like you said, four years to create a black woman. And uh, if they haven't done it at this point, that's on them because now mm-hmm. the pressure is there. Had they done it a long time ago, they would have been able to do it. But once you wait four years, yes, of course the pressure's on now because now everybody's expecting it. And if you don't give it yeah. to us properly, yeah, I'm, I'm going to riot against you once again. I have not forget- <laughs> forgotten about the issues with the Hong Kong protests either. Mm-hmm. Like, no, nobody has so long. 
could do this that yes now you probably are scared because you got to do it right that's it's what i'm saying fault. that's why i'm like i feel like they were just trying and they had been teasing sojourn for like since what, so long what was that i want to say it was the archives event it was either the archives event or retribution one of the ones that you go into the past and flashbacks whatever the fuck um and they had like teased her in the background of like Winston stuff. And so everybody was like, hey, so when we get the black person. And then now they're like, oh shit, you really still didn't give them a black person. Now the pressure is really on. And now I, that's what I'm saying. I think that they're like afraid that we're going to be like this for y'all. This yeah. for y'all for years old. I just feel like that's like a, that's like a week out for them. Like, you know, like to me, that's just that. That doesn't. That's not gonna cut it. Like y'all, not that afraid. Of, like no. Oh no no no. Well, that's not an excuse for them. I'm just saying, like what they're probably thinking is. Like, they oh, do shit. have a black woman coming up, so you know we're just gonna have to wait and see. And I always. And if she. Oh, if she looks a mess, Jesus. <laughs> I always, um, I always will still go back and commend Blizzard because mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that they brought out a first-person shooter that, and and this is also what Marissa's article talks about. Overwatch diversity, you can literally Google it on HP Critical if you can't find it, is there. Um, but uh, props to Marissa also for writing this article. That's another thing that she talks about is that in the beginning they were doing so well. You know, mm-hmm. um, this representation is not just about you know. Of course, we all want a black woman because that's what's missing. But I do give them credit for, you know, creating characters that are older, you know, um, creating characters that are different um, uh, nationalities. Ex- exactly what what Dan said, you know, they they have that. And I think that's what also is so frustrating about it is that they have the track record for doing a good job only to uh, ruin that uh, the further they go on. So please check out that um, uh, article, guys, on HPCritical.com. <laughs> I mean, they also have, you know, characters on the autism spectrum, just throwing that out yes, there. They, yes. they really um, just, they, mm-hmm. they do, they do good job, like, good work with the characters that they've made. I just think that, like, now we're just kind of like, I mean. <laughs> well, let's, let's explore that a little bit. Um, let's talk about uh, some of the good examples that we've seen, both for LGBT representation, but then also for just representation in general. Because um, I know that one of the reasons that I was really excited to have this event in Animal Crossing is because there's no gender options anymore. You can just be a person. You don't have to select if you're male or female. They don't just recognize that those are the only two genders. Um, You know, and like I was talking a little bit about uh, with Toby earlier in the event was that, you know, you can totally be masculine and then still wear a dress you know like that's not closed off to you you can wear any hairstyle that you want any article of clothing any accessory you know so i i really appreciate uh the the work that nintendo has kind of put into animal crossing to just make it so accessible and then that you really can try to create yourself uh one of the other reasons that i do really um like it was that, you know, one of the things that I was kind of thinking of is that especially with a game like Animal Crossing, you're really kind of locked into, unless you want to start your island over from the beginning, you're locked into those beginning choices. And so I would hate that if you're like, hey, I'm playing this game right now, I'm 14, 15, you know, whatever age you are, you're younger than that, older than that, doesn't matter. Um, And then, you know, you start to look at these different examples and you start to realize that you have a different identity, you have a different orientation than you maybe thought when you first played the game you don't have to really look at your game and be like i have to delete my entire island and start over from scratch just to represent who i am you know so 
I, I guess I kind of want to like, let's talk about some of the good examples that we've seen, some of the games that we do want to praise for all types of representation in general. Um, you know, so that was kind of like my big example was Animal Crossing. But what do you guys think? Like, I think too with Animal Crossing, like even with your villagers, like yes. I can give my jock like the prettiest dreamy dress and yes. they're going to rock it. Yes. Like, they're going to wear it around my island. They're not going to be like, ew, what is this? They're going to put it on and they're going to wear it to Nook's Cranny mm-hmm. and then back to the Able Sisters and around the beach. Like, they, they're going to no, wear it. There's it this... There's this picture somebody did, um, and, you know, if I find who it really is, I'm, you know, because I'm sorry, I've just seen it on, like, Twitter and reshared on Pinterest and everything like that, but Apollo walks up to the person that uh, has that island and says, wow, you really look good in that tube top. I, if I looked mm-hmm. half as good as you, I would definitely wear it. And then she just gives him the tube top, and so it's a picture of them standing next to each other in it. So, like, like you said, even with the villagers, they don't really lock them into, oh, yeah, Raymond for example he's a male cat character but so many people have given him maid outfits and dresses and stuff like that i know he is adorable um so yeah what are uh let's let's talk about that for a little bit we'll uh throw it back over to you guys um i want to say real quick on animal crossing that it uh makes it like very open to like you were saying people who are uh either unsure of their um orientation or identity um but it also i think helps for people like me who uh don't want to shove it in everyone's faces all the time because we're still you know a little nervous about it mm-hmm. and we're still working through a lot of like the logistics of it and like what it means for us and you know, the path forward and it's really nice like when i go back to my island i can just put on shorts yeah and i'll <laughs> not change my hair because I can just keep it up in a bun and it you know, I look fine. I look like normal me, everyday me. But mm-hmm. when I go out to like this parade, which thank you for Oh, you're breaking up. I'm sorry. Marissa said she's sorry, like she made him break up. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> But I think, just like Dana was saying, like, I I admire games that let me be me. Like, make choices that I would make. Look like I would look. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I, you know, there are some games where I'm just like, yeah, you know, I want to be like a, a black bisexual queen. Yeah. And then they give me ugly hair or ugly outfits or they make oh me. Oh my God, they do dread so bad in every game. Every game. They give you, like, braids with, like, no edges. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, like, there are so like, fair games. Like, even with Animal Crossing, like, there's something for me to connect to. Like you said, I, you know, I still, I mean, I just want to, like, a a bisexual queen in a game that don't gotta die. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I mean... Go ahead, because <laughs> I, I don't know of any, but, like, from the games that I've played, but, you know, I'm sure they're out there. I just need more of them. Like, you know, I, like, Jarrell said, you know, you wrote an article about, you know, burying your gaze, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, and it so... was just, like, 
Yeah, and the thing was is that I didn't even realize how bad it that trope was until I had found it initially after Life is Strange came out. Um, and when you really start to go through the examples, there are so many people, um, especially lesbian and bisexual women, like that mm -hmm. is who gets affected the most by this trope that, yep. um, you know, they have to meet some unfortunate end by the end of their story. It is either a death, it's some sort of disease, it's something that forever changes their life for the worst. Um, yeah. And so... And it's been... Life is Strange was, like, one of the worst of them because, like, it was either, like... Spoiler alert. Spoiler no, no, no. alert. I'm, no, no, no. I'm not, like, I'm not trying to spoil anything. But it's, like, both of the choices were, like, terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. there was no, like, completely good option where, like, everyone was happy. It was almost as if, like, damn, if I choose this one... Everybody gonna die if I choose this one. My the love of my life gonna die. Like, can I? Can we? <laughs> <laughs> is there some sort of middle option? Yeah. Or... Is there like a? Can I just think about it a little more? Because like, I don't really. I'm I don't really know what to do. I'm gonna use Animal Crossing as an example. Is Animal Crossing the only good option? Yeah. No, it's actually it's like gonna the be only a bad example. And then yeah. I'm gonna go into a good because <laughs> like also using animal crossing as a bad example because i was like dang it do i really it. don't have any good examples and then i'm going to what i think is a good example um you know first animal crossing's localization team is the reason that you don't have gender options because originally the game does have gender options um but also i think they started off really well but i think they're also an example of a a good intention that has no follow-through because i've seen people make some amazing outfits um and hairstyles for uh different cultures that yeah. we cannot get so yeah. until we get some more you know sorry until we get some more options you know with all these updates i think <laughs> They're a really good example of a uh, great idea, um, great execution, but not enough follow through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I can, can see, see that. that. I need um, more black hairstyles. I You have like four black hairstyles, I think. In, four? Um, That's Crossing. a lot. That's a lot more than I was going to give them. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I, you got one. You got some dreads. And then, I like the dreads. I ain't going to lie. I like the dreads. I not for I, me. Like, I, I, I don't have dreads. I don't. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, no, I mean, not I for you to wear them. them, but I like that the option is there. Yeah, but they, mm, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> they too the up you, they too. They just, like, it's like, like you said, I don't know what it is about black hair that, like, messes with game developers' heads, but they it's just they don't cannot. Have enough yeah, they like they Get don't know how right. to do it. They don't have the representation in like their own uh, development team to make it look good. Mm -hmm. Like Claudette, I just oh yeah, so bad. Every, it burns every time. in my soul because she is like she's a smart black woman. Yeah, and she ain't got no edges. She has no edges. Her, her hair, the ends of her hair are just a mess. Braid, oh, like what is that heat damage? Like crap. <laughs> like I, I honestly. 
and like people have just been like oh well she's like in like an endless death trial like why are you complaining why meg hair don't look like that yeah why, can't but... hair don't look like why that? does she have like... this beautiful side cut with a star in it yeah. but then claudette just looks like a mess shaped. every time who is who is meg's barber the entity like yeah 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 <laughs> the spider god themselves the comes down herself <laughs> but like i i want more of like myself in game Mm-hmm. because like you said they people have like an opportunity to tell a different story and then it's the same thing it's kind of like well why do i want to play it like i don't like even i think uh ruth was talking about grand theft auto like i ain't care about michael or trevor i want to play as a black woman i don't really care about franklin either but he black so i mean i guess but i <laughs> I just want a black gay girl. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be a while before that's like a forefront character, clearly. Because I mean, like a game that I thought had really good representation as far as like a female, a strong female lead that I loved was Horizon Zero Dawn. Like some people don't love the game. I love the game, and they basically were like, they made such a big deal out of Sony making this woman like the main character. Like, oh, Sony is throwing everything to the wind, and it's like, why? Like what is so difficult for you? I don't want to get behind this. Like, I, don't, I, I really yeah. don't understand. And it's a what good it game. Yeah, like, it's a it really a good game. game. Now, I mean, could it have had more diversity? Yes. Yes. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I thought as, as far as like a female, strong female role, like I thought that was a good step for them. And I'm looking forward to more lead characters from Sony first-party games that are going to give me something to want to get behind, you know what I'm saying? Like, another example for me is um, uh, For Honor. I don't know, like, I didn't really get into it long enough to stick around, but I remember when it first came out, one of the things that I really enjoyed was that you could pick your skin to, like, you could, Mm -hmm. you know, make varieties within your character to kind of represent who you were playing like so you had this strong viking black viking woman and i was like oh this i'm gonna buy it like right I, yeah. I, mad because I, I, didn't, I didn't play it as much as like i wish i would have been able to enjoy it it was kind of like all right this was fun i'm done but i mean it did give me that like oh okay this is good like this is fun this is cool you know what i'm saying like hmm. to me things like that that I don't know, like, it, it does make a difference to me. If I can't um, make a character in my image, it doesn't necessarily mean that I won't play the game, but it's just something about it that it, it just, it's kind of like a boost to morale for yourself, you know? Yeah. You yeah. can't really identify with them. It's like, I don't really know how they're feeling. Now, one game I will say, like, this don't have nothing to do with it, but, like, with <laughs> um, Red De- no, with Red Dead Redemption, that was the only game that had a character that like made me feel something that didn't look like me or oh, you know yeah. didn't have yeah it that was the only game i cried yeah multiple yeah. times during that game but you know i i like you said if i can't relate to that character it's really hard for me to like get into it like i i'll probably put it down before you know they even announce like a new dlc like oh okay i'm bored well, I, my good option, um, and I, this might be controversial based on everything I've already said, Ooh. but my good example is actually Pokemon. 
Um, and that is just because I think the Pokemon company has done a really, really great job, even in advertising um, their game and ensuring that their games look like the world. Um, and by that, I mean, if you look at the, uh, you know, if you look at the trainers in Pokemon yeah. Sword and Shield, uh, the the um, uh, Pokemon, uh, what the flip are they called? Gym leaders? Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, you know. The, the ones you mainly have to fight, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look at the gym leaders, they're all so diverse. You know, that, that was something that I really, really loved about this game. You know, the first guy that you fight, Milo, like, this is like some big, Ooh. stocky dude, you know? He's, he's beautiful. This, like, yeah. Yeah, like, he's not just this, you know, average white guy. Like, he's he's, he's got some built body on him. I'm like, okay. Yes, yes. good daddy. Um, and then, you know, the second one is Nessa. I am literally. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, there was all that controversy about how people were, you know, whitewashing her as a character and all this For other no stuff reason. and they were using her uh, but i think um that that shows that you know the I, the big thing about this is that uh, pokemon is for children but it's also a um cross-generational title right mm-hmm. uh, so i think it's really cool that i can go play pokemon and i can show my niece nessa and she can be in love with it as much as i can, you know um so i i love that children are also able to be exposed to uh different uh races and body types i mean um oh my god what is her name um melody, melody. oh my god yes business like come home melody like yeah i got a place for i'm you. about to move in with melody what you mean right. yeah <laughs> like, yeah i, I am I am here for all that type of representation that's in the game. You know, we have that old ass lady who had you to guess how. Opal. Like, she was yeah. amazing. Opal was great. <laughs> and yeah. I, I still think that Pokemon does um, have a ways to go for uh, customization as well. Yeah. Um, you know, they can they can do more uh, uh, cultural references, uh, but I do think that that uh, forefront representation of your your gym leaders just I mean that lineup if you look at the picture of that lineup it is diverse as fuck like yeah, it is the it's, world it is. it's not just one thing it is it is what our world look like world looks like and I um, appreciate Pokemon for that and that's one of the reasons I love it so much right now because there's so many um, options there and and they continue to expand and even all their commercials like i have to give it to the pokemon company i was watching the pokemon smile commercial mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god look at this black lady and her adorable ass little daughter like i am so here for this <laughs> um look at that you know you have asian representation you have black representation like it, it is uh, the cho- they're choosing to do this you know they know that they are worldwide they're aware that their audience is um what the world is it's a diverse audience and uh, that marketing is specific and I'm actually going to shout out Nintendo as well because a lot of their commercials, um, especially for the Switch, I know we've talked about this on previous podcasts before, but um, the Switch definitely has uh, in its advertising, it has all types of age groups, all types of people. And mm-hmm. I think Nintendo is really, really good at making sure that they represent uh, all types of people when they're advertising the Switch and Pokemon is like, hey, we don't have no ass like people you know we got this beautiful black girl that's actually a model like she is a model yeah. slash trainer like she 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 grew up you know um, and you, you get backstories as well um that old ass fire gym man you know he's just the old little man i'm gonna let him live I ain't mad. Just the old little man. you know like they have such personality and they're all such different people and i i really think that if games took that 
idea and ran with it. Like populate your world. Oh, another one is I, I always talk about this actually now final fantasy seven the remake uh they did a really good job at populating their world with um people yeah yeah there's a there is a I, I, I'm, by people i mean like diverse people there is a <laughs> mission that you have to do in which there are these two kids that are lost and it's this adorable ass little black girl and this little asian boy and i'm just like oh my god like i literally so many screenshots and I was like they're so cute and it's not just like because you're playing in the real world you get to see um, the diversity of the world and that makes a difference when you have a Japanese company coming straight out of Square Enix and they're they, if they can do this in fucking Japan with like very few black people on the development team I'm sure I don't understand why no one else can yeah yeah um, something I wanted to touch on too um, I think that it's interesting how I think me and I want to say it was me and uh, Philippe. Mm-hmm. Most people believe here. Um, shout out to my boy. Hey. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you know, we talked about how in a lot of media, not just games, but in um, in TV shows and in movies, a lot of the the gay if there is a gay lead or, you know, someone on the LGBTQ spectrum lead, uh, they're always, like, connected to, like, a white partner or they're, like, light-skinned with a white partner. Like, in... Mm-hmm. I don't know what episode that was of Black Mirror, but, like, she was she was gay and then she had a girlfriend. She was white. There's just... Been, I could just pull up a whole picture of, like... LGBTQ people and their like white partners. I don't know why that is. I don't know if like people think that's more like palpable or like yeah, to show it more <laughs> as being like interracial as opposed to yeah. just why can't we have two people of the be- same race? Why can't we have two black yeah. women who are gay who are together? Like yeah, it shouldn't um, matter. What so, <laughs> something else I thought was interesting just from this conversation is that. It really shows how intersectional representation really is. Because yes, this is a podcast about LGBTQ representation, but it's also about, like Jarrell said, about representing different ages, representing different races. Like, you know, you can't have Black rights without trans rights. You can't have, you know, Black rights without bisexuals you you know what i'm saying it's yeah, it's a lot yeah. of things that it's a concept that really intersects different um different ideas about having disabilities about race you know about socioeconomic class it's something that really that all these issues are related mm-hmm. um and i just thought that this conversation was interesting because you know even though we are talking about like oh you know Ellie is, um, you know, lesbian. Like, we're also talking about, sorry, spoiler alert for, I think, I don't know if it's the DLC or whatever. Yeah, the DLC. But, like, the the first girl that she had this interaction with was black. Mm-hmm. And she died. Like, all, like, it was literally just for Ellie's character development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this interaction like that she, she had, she's sacrificial. Like, yeah, yeah, and 
and it was just kind of like nothing else was like important to her character other than she was the girl that Ellie kissed and then died. Yeah, yeah. Kind of more right. for her whole purpose is for that formative mm-hmm. moment. It's not yeah. for who she is as a character. Yeah. Um, Don't know nothing about this girl. <laughs> so we've and got... So, uh, sorry, go ahead. Finish off your No, thought. no, no. I was just going to say, um, so I really think that, you know, we need more representation. Like you said, like we all said, it needs to continue to evolve as not just like saying a character is this way specifically to like push a point Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Uh, just that they are that person and you know whatever they label themselves or choose not to you know is is their business (laughs) um but it shouldn't be used as like a trope yeah to push games or anything like that yeah agreed um, so with, uh, a little bit of time that we have left, cause we've been going for about an hour on this podcast, um, let's talk about what we kind of hope to see in the future. You know, of course some changes, cause I know that we all pretty much started out the podcast by saying that we would want to continue to see representation grow. Um, but what are either some games that you have high hopes for? I know that a lot of people are talking about cyberpunk and some of the things that are going to be yeah. going to it, yeah. <laughs> but what are some other things that you want to see both? from games but then also just maybe from the industry or from entertainment itself black well, gay women yes. sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, but I, think, I think like you need to have diverse developers like the development team itself needs to have representation that will correspond with the people who are going to be purchasing your games you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. it starts from like, like, Jarrell highlighted Square Enix because, like, for them to be able to do it, it's like, why can't the rest of y'all do it? But I honestly believe that, like, if somebody has that voice on the team, then you're more likely to have those things be portrayed within the games or within the movies or, you know, whatever media it is that you're consuming. Mm-hmm. If you have people who are representing, uh, can represent that themselves, then they're going to push for those things to be in the forefront. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that I think I don't understand why you know why it's not done. Um, there are plenty of diverse people who are talented who are not given the opportunities that they should be. So that to me is like an issue that definitely the industry itself needs to be looking within to fix. Like that's to me like that's something that should be an easy fix for them. I don't see why you know like why it's so hard for them to get that done. Yeah, that's um, literally exactly what I what I was saying, you know, like you can't as long as you have that um, on the I I completely agree as long as you have that on the development team, you know, there is someone there that you can talk to about that. And even if you don't have that on the development team, like you should, but even if you don't, um, one of the things that you can do is uh, hire some hire a diversity consultant, you know, pay someone Mm -hmm. to talk to you about what you need. Uh, I think a really good example is Frozen 2 before they decided to go on with that movie, they had a conversation with the tribe that they were representing to make sure that they were doing justice to what they were serving. There's no reason that these huge companies can't do exactly the same thing. But what you need to do is hire more people anyway so that you don't have to, you know, reach out. And if if 
if you are doing something representative of someone else, do what they did. And I know it's Disney. I know they've got a shit ton of money. I know it's easy for them to do that. But if you don't want, if you want to represent some, a character that you're creating properly, you reach out to that person to do so. And um, and even even now, you know, I have friends that will come to me about conversations that we can talk about. It doesn't necessarily, uh, obviously, this is on a smaller scale. But you know, when when I'm writing something or when Marissa's writing something, and we'll consult over it because you don't want to because we care you know we don't want to misrepresent something uh, or someone or anything that we're talking about Mm -hmm. so i think it's just that simple um and i'm gonna be quiet some more (laughs) not i'm gonna be quiet again no i mean (laughs) just kind of agreeing with uh jarell there is that i think that is one of the easiest solutions um you know and also with what you guys were saying earlier too is that either hire more members of your team who can help you with that representation. That can be that kind of firsthand experience that you want to represent, that you want to have in your video game. Or even if you're, you know, kind of going through blindly without realizing that you lack representation, you know, having more people on your team to kind of show that you do and show that, you know, there are certain things that are missing or absent. Um, you know, just having those people on your team is going to be enough to kind of rectify it. But if you don't have those members on your team and you're still passionate about something to just reach out and talk to people within either that, you know, if we're talking about LGBT, uh, Q plus, like reach out to the community, you know, they want to have those conversations. They want to be represented correctly. Like I'm sure that there's a lot of resources that they could go to for free to talk about things. You know, there's a lot of ways to educate yourself for free, you know, and same thing with any type of representation, like we were talking about, if you're representing, you know, someone on that spectrum of autism, if you're representing someone who's, you know, a different race, a different culture than you, you can still reach out and kind of educate yourself. Um, I know that one of the, when I wrote the Overwatch diversity um, article, there was a comment on it that said, you know, that's so much to ask Blizzard to do to go out and talk to these people because it's going to take money. Blizzard? It doesn't have enough money to do that? Not even just that. Y'all don't got no friends. Yeah, you don't have... You can't call your friend for free? Yeah, you can't call them, show them a little bit of concept art, you know, be like, hey, this is on the download, don't talk about this concept art, but help me improve it, help me make sure that I'm representing it correctly, you know, and I know we keep bringing up Overwatch and Blizzard, (laughs) but, you know, I, I don't think that it's as difficult as people make it seem. I think that, you know... It's a lot of the times it is. It's used as an excuse for what we could ultimately create into something more beautiful and more open and more accepting and more representative of, like Jarrell was kind of saying, of just our world in general. You know, um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to, while we were on that train of thought, to well, add in my thoughts too. <laughs> I will say though, like to me, it, they have zero excuse because not only do they have the backing as far as money goes, they have community um, programs that are already set up. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have these chats that they're able to reach out to their community and say, hey, what are some things that you want to see in our gaming? What are some things that would make you happy as, you know, if you were to see this, how would you feel about it in representation of yourself? Or, mm-hmm. you know, they have those avenues. So it's not like this multi-million dollar company does not have the backing you know what i'm saying like that's just an excuse by somebody who doesn't care to see that stuff in their games defending what they're seeing happening you know like that's and i think too like you were saying comments about um 
you know, that's a lot of, of you know, to ask of Blizzard to do. It's kind of like, it's, it's people who have that representation already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like true. if you notice, there there's rarely ever uh someone from a marginalized group that's just like that's too much. I don't even want that. like <laughs> like no, that's asking too much who, of Blizzard, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't even want to be represented in games. I don't even no nothing. <laughs> like it's it's always people who always see themselves in games. There's always a white male in games. There's mm-hmm. always a white female game. You know, it's 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 always those people, and it really confuses me because I'm just like, who asked you? We are not talking about you right now. Yeah, <laughs> this is a different type of conversation we're having. It's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not really about you. Um, I know that's hard to like fathom mentally, but like, it's not. Um, but I just find it funny to me because it's always these cis hetero white males that are just like why would we need that why we want that we don't even need that yeah why is this female the lead in the game because why not yeah why not tell different stories like that's the whole point they really oh gosh i i could just go on and on about (laughs) just problems in the gaming community i just I mean, yeah, that that's means, a whole other podcast. That is a honestly. whole other can of worms that nobody asked me for. <laughs> I think they in the world, words of Jarrell, I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> no, I think I think though, like that to me, you know, you were asking like other things that we're looking forward to. So like, I am looking forward to Cyberpunk because they also are going with a non-binary um um main character that you create for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so. They're, I think they're going to, I mean, it was a lot of controversy surrounding, you know, the whole issue and everything, but I mean, I feel like they are going in the right direction and I see this as something once again, where like, I can see, I can play myself and see myself be the hero in that game. And I think that's really what it comes down to. Like, I just want to see myself be the hero sometimes. Like, I don't want to be a secondary character. I don't want to be the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me be the hero too. And I feel like that's a game that's definitely going to that and Spider Man, like Jarrell said um, earlier in the podcast. Those are two games that I'm definitely looking forward to, um, just for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, to me, if 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 I can play a, a black person, I'm already happy. Like I'm not. I'm obviously not a half Hispanic, half black male who's going to be swinging from buildings. But yeah, me, I didn't like, get bit by a radioactive that, spider, but, you know, yeah, but like, <laughs> I can work I, with I, it. I definitely, I, I look forward to things like that. So um, those are just some other things that I am looking forward to, just to, just to touch on that as well, as far as things that are, are upcoming in the gaming industry right now. Mm-hmm. That's and it then, um, let, I don't know if Dana's back all the way, because um, I know that we lost you there for a little bit. Um, but yeah, if you are... Hi, I missed your beautiful Hi. voice. Hi. Thank you. Um, so what are some of the things that you're looking forward to uh, in gaming to come? You know, what are some of the things that you want to see? Um, I, like I was saying earlier, I am one of those people who like the reputation, representation is there and it's not used to, um, like, describe a character, like, outright. Like, it's not, they are this, and that's the only thing you ever get about them. 
I like to see a lot of diversity in the character with the orientation or, or race or, or what have you. But I like to see that there's more to them and that they are still a proper character and they add more than just that to a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um, think it's kind of cheap if you add someone um, as representation and that's all it is. I think that kind of takes away from the whole purpose. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with that because I know that we were talking about that with, um, like, Soldier and Tracer. Um, you know, I I remember specifically when Soldier got announced as being gay um, that it was Jarell and I in the chat kind of being like, how do you feel about it? I don't really know. Because it was one of those things that we were talking about with Overwatch is that since the story isn't really inherently in the game, was it one of those like, oh yeah, we're going to say it because people want more LGBT representation in the game? Or was that always the true intention? Was Soldier always intended to be gay? Or is that something that just got invented? Um, So I, I definitely get it in that perspective of like, I want... I want continued good representation in gaming. I don't want someone to just be labeled as something without there being follow through, without there being devotion to it, without there being a a true purpose to it. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like, you know, I, I definitely do want to see more of our world, how it truly is kind of reflected in gaming. I do want more diverse characters. I, you know, and it doesn't have to be that that's like, oh, yeah, this is the gay character and they're all about being gay and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it doesn't. Soldier doesn't have to come out of the fucking gate with a pride flag. But I want to know that he was always intended. I mean, I'm down if they want to make a skin for it. Like, (laughs) I was going to say, I'll wear it. Take that evil Knievel skin, put a pride flag on the back. I don't care. Do it. Do it. (laughs) Same thing with Tracer. She's got the flag around her back. Like, we just updated a little bit. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But I, I get what you're saying is that it's. I want the representation to be there for a reason. I don't want it to just be something that they pull out because, oh, we know that people want this, so we're just going to slap it on something haphazardly without really thinking about it or looking into it. Um, I feel like that goes a long way for the actual representation itself because I feel when you do it, um, like we were saying, haphazardly or just kind of toss it in there, then that kind of illegitimizes what they are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it feels like that's all they offer, and that's definitely not the case. Like you are so much more than that, and I think that it's um, it is very uh, situational. But in the situation of games like Apex and, and Overwatch, where you know the story is in the forefront, as we keep repeating, um, that that doesn't have to be like a, a huge part of everything so that's why i i like apex for the way they did it um Mm -hmm. because even the people who just play over and over again and never look any deeper they won't know but i'm sure at some point or another someone will bring it up to them and then they'll see that this person who they thought was just you know quote unquote a normal person is uh in the spectrum uh, of you know lgbt or or on the autism spectrum, or, or what have you, and um, then they can see that that it's more than like a, like I don't know how to really put it. It, it doesn't. It, it's not all you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. We are still people. Yeah. You know what I mean? We are still humans. 
and um, we do human things. Well, and just I like really you. Want... Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Um, just like you were talking about Birdo, uh, you know, I think that once that representation's in the game, it definitely opens up conversations and makes topics more approachable. You know, so just having those little bits, and like you were saying that um, I forgot their character name. Was it Bloodhound? I don't play Bloodhound is the non-binary one. Yeah. Yes. So just like you were saying how you pick up on they're always referred to as they. They're always referred to as they. You know, like you keep picking up on it, keep picking up on it, and then people can start asking questions about like they never say he, like what's up, you know? Um I think that that's was that's... another really big thing as well, is because yeah. I know a lot of people um who are a little more closed minded um we're playing and i could see on different platforms it was actually kind of heartbreaking to see um them very incorrectly say well we can hear it's a man voice acting mm-hmm. and it, it first of all it's not yeah yeah <laughs> that's the that's my favorite part um so i think you know these people uh who were more closed-minded, um, I think that the opportunity is now there for them to learn, and I think that that's a great way to introduce them and, and to start them on their journey of getting yeah. more uh, knowledgeable on things like this. And that's what I was going to say, why I disagree with y'all, because, oh. or rather with you, I think it needs to be upfront. I don't like that it's in a story. And the reason I say that is because of exactly what you said. Um, I loved one of the one of the things I loved so much about Overwatch was that when people came out and Diva was a tank and all these bro- dude bros had to play as a tank um Diva I was like get fucked I'm laughing at every one of you assholes who's like oh my god I have to play as a girl she is the pinkest yep. cutest <laughs> girl in the world mm-hmm. I think too though thinking about that it's it's one of those things where it's like I really hate when people are like, oh, shouldn't you be playing D.Va or, like, Zarya or, like, Mercy because you're, like, a girl and you've got, like, a vagina and, like, <laughs> making sandwiches. And it's like, no, I'm going to beat your ass with Reinhardt and then I'm going to tell you to eat my ass. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm like, going to charge you from here I'm to the edge from of the here map. to Junkertown, okay? <laughs> <laughs> And you're gonna deal with it. Like I, I like that Overwatch is so broad because yes, I do want to pay myself, but sometimes is... I just want to be an old white man in armor. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, like I, 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 I refer to people as their character usually when I'm playing Overwatch. Yeah, same. So I'll be like, oh, she, she Diva's coming. She's on her way, and it's a yeah. dude. You yeah. know, yeah. and it's like it's okay. We're, yeah. We're not, now yeah. some people. Not, some people get upset about it. Yeah, we're not hooked on those types of. Uh, great, get bad at it. Like call yourself <laughs> out for being an asshole because oh my god, they refer to. Guess what? You're playing as a girl, dude. So you're yeah. gonna be that girl. And I think that you know games continue to call that out. Like I remember people were like, "Oh, I'm never gonna play Soldier anymore." That's fine. Yeah, don't. Play don't. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I can. Thank anyone. you. And I think if Gibraltar was, you know, uh, at the forefront, if that story was at the forefront and we had to talk about it more, like if it was a part of who they were and it was in in the front of the game, like that creates a much easier conversation. And I'm like, yeah, this is this person. If you don't like it, don't play it. 
Get yeah. fucked. But now yeah. I know who you are because you have a problem with that. I want to see it up front a lot of the times. Like, I, I understand that it doesn't have to be. I just personally like when it is because I like having those conversations with people. And the the quickest way to have those conversations is by having that um, up front for people to understand. And, and especially because representation is learning. So if you don't get to see... Um, if you never get, I know Dana said that you know, someone might bring it up to you, but if you never get to see that, uh, it doesn't really um, represent uh, uh, you learning about that character. Because if you don't take the time to learn about it, or if no one ever uh, tells you, you'll never know. And I think that's missed, a lot of missed opportunities um, come up when that happens. So I would love it if it was, you know, and I also think if it were Forefront, that wouldn't be, I wouldn't have to question whether Soldier was actually gay. Like, if I yeah. knew from the beginning, I wouldn't have to be like, mm, did y'all just... Like, yeah, did, did you like, just admit that? That's what I was deal. saying, too. The only reason that it came... Not came out, but basically the only reason that it was such, like, a big deal is because, like, it wasn't like Blizzard was just like, hey, so Soldier's game, okay, bye. Um, logs out of everything but in the comics there was like a reference to soldier either like i don't know if it was when he like quote unquote died but basically he, him and his partner were no longer together mm-hmm. and so anna talking about how you know she had like they had family and how uh, Soldier had a family, and Reaper also had a family, for some reason. Oh, <laughs> that poor kid. Um, but you know, and that's how it got brought up in in that comic of Anna being like, "Yeah, y'all had families, and like, you know, y'all had to leave those behind." You know, and she kind of like felt bad for him. That's the only reason that like it like people knew about it in the game. Was because somebody was like, oh shit, soldier's gay. Like, <laughs> that type of like realization, not necessarily that Blizzard was like, hey, so he's gay, okay, never mind, bye. Do with that what you will. Like, cause some companies are just like, hey, so pride flag, okay, it's July now, pride flag off. Like, I think yeah. that it was yeah. just something yeah. that was like, I think it was always a part of soldier's character. I think that, you know, like you said, people were just kind of like, oh my god, like, here's this old man and he over here shooting, but he's also gay. <laughs> I think you have to make people uncomfortable sometimes and that's what in yeah. your shoes to have them learn. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love that, you know, Diva's a tank. Like, you have to play this uh, tiny female tank um, so I that you her. can experience that, you know? You have to play this uh, gay old man. Um, if that's like the style that you want that you have to embody that for the time that you're playing overwatch um mm-hmm. and that's why i think it's really important to have that representation representation in the film. like you have to step out of yourself so- and experience a story from someone else like yes y'all all do need to go play miles morales you know um as spider-man you can uh, hopefully have done well you can see the different um experiences that miles would have from Spider-Man, like you learn from mm-hmm. that. So I do think um, mm-hmm. a lot, all of us can learn from stepping into the shoes of another character if uh, portrayed and done well. And that's why I think the representation should be at the um, Even if it's, hey, this is a non-binary character and they're a normal person. 
guess what? You just learned that non-binary people are normal fucking people. Yeah, I was just about to say, with your example of you have to embody soldier, you're not going to play him any different now that you know that he's gay. You know, that doesn't change his abilities. Knowing that he's gay, you're just like, well, let me pull up my pride flag, plant it in the ground, come come get some healing, y'all. Yeah, like, like, it doesn't change anything about him because he's always been the same character. It's just that now you know this other facet of his life. Right. And so, you know, I definitely see it now more so because of that example. Like, I'm still fine with, you know, little touches here and there and then maybe something big coming out. But then when you were talking about, no, let's make it more direct and make it more in your face, you know, so that way if you do play soldier, you know, the day before that comic comes out and then you have to play soldier the day after that comic comes out, hey, guess what? It's the same dude. Like, Mm -hmm. nothing changed. I don't... Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, you he know still got the same abilities. No, I insecure about their, their yeah uh, sexual orientation. I that's what Darrell said. That made people uncomfortable. I think the people who are comfortable in themselves are not uncomfortable yeah. with the fact yeah. that Soldier was gay. Like they're not uncomfortable playing diva, and it's the people who are who really need to take a step back and think about why. Like, oh, why other is that? people exist? Like, why? Yeah. Why are you like thrown off by the fact that expose them? Expose them. <laughs> Literally, expose like them. you need to think about yourself as a person. Mm-hmm. Why does it make you uncomfortable that this fictional character may or may not like people of the same sex? Yeah, that they may or, or may, may not or... like other fictional characters yeah, of their same gender. Like, like. They exist. People, like, LGBT people exist in real life. Why would they not exist in games? And, like, if you don't want to play soldier, cool, you weren't getting no kills. So, <laughs> go ahead and switch. Like, I don't know what you, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't... That doesn't change anything for anybody else. Like, oh, man, you know, I, I can't play soldier. I can't play tracer. They're, they're gay. Okay, mm-hmm. well... Mm-hmm play Junkrat. I don't, like, it's kind of just one of those things where it's just like you just need to have a conversation between you and your god about what you're focusing on. Because if that makes you uncomfortable, you probably need to to have a good (laughs) self-reflection. Yeah, as to why that is. So, we are just about at the end. I will go ahead and ask if anyone has any kind of, like, last thoughts before we end our podcast and then end our stream. Um, So, last thoughts. Jarrell, on this conversation, what do you got? Um, I think I've... I think I've pretty much run it into the ground. Um, (laughs) But, you know, hire people uh, of uh, diverse backgrounds reach out to diversity consultants, pay them as they should be, um, create new experiences for us, um, create uh, new spaces for us to explore those experiences, Um, PlayStation for life. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And I say that that just because, you know, we have Miles Morales on Horizon, we have Kena Bridge of Spirits coming up, Um, uh, Project Athia features a female uh, protagonist, The Last of Us, um, however divisive it is, does have, you know, Ellie and and this lesbian relationship as the forefront um, of the character. Uh, uh, Props to Nintendo continuing to feature uh, diversity in their ads. Props to uh, Pokemon 
for, you know, giving us um, Rose and Nessa and Melanie and uh, coming up Peony. And uh, I believe his daughter might have been spoiled a little bit. All these characters that have different skin tones so that children can experience them and see that we're all the same, um, even though we have lived different experiences. Um, Bless you all. Go play games. (laughs) (laughs) okay so final thoughts from kayla um my only thought is for properly represented black women and that's for you know different you know religions um you know different styles you know goth kawaii girl yeah yeah i want more representation because black women aren't a monolith you know, we we are as diverse as they come as far as, you know, groups go. And like I said before, you know, it's a intersectional, not just, you know, LGBT, Black or, you know, Latino, Asian. It, we're, we're all people at the end of the day, and we deserve to have rights and re- deserve to be represented in games proper, mm-hmm. not just as characters. And that's my thought. <laughs> Alrighty, final thoughts for Dana. I think that um, we are in a very unique time um, uh, as far as representation in games. I think that we're seeing a lot more. Uh, I want to say daily, but um, I, I really realistically, it's as new uh, games are being developed, uh, which is not daily. <laughs> um, but I like that. I like to see that there's a lot more coming, and I am hopeful for the future of it. I just hope that it's, as we've talked about, not done as uh, a cash grab or as uh, secondary to um, what a person actually is. Um, we have been doing this uh, conversation for a little bit, and I Jarrell keeps beating me with his point, and I'm I'm seeing more and more each time he explains it to me, and I'm I'm learning more and more, and I obviously I still have a lot to learn, uh, and I love seeing the different perspectives, and um, I am definitely seeing Jarrell's a lot more uh, after this, and I appreciate Jarrell for it so much. Thank you. Dana, I oh my god, I was about to say, oh my god, Dana, you're adorable. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Final thoughts, Dana's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, okay. <laughs> so, Ruth, and your uh, final thoughts? Um, Pretty much everybody already kind of touched on it. Representation matters. Representation is extremely important. Um, not just for this generation of gamers, but for the next generation of gamers. And I hope that companies will strive to do better. Um, some companies are doing better, and they need to be seen and, and recognized for it. And I just hope that others continue to strive to do better. Alrighty. Um, yeah, and I'll, I really just kind of agree with everyone. Um, I'm hoping that you know, as we go forward in the future of gaming, that we will see more diverse teams when it comes to develop, uh, <laughs> when it comes to development, um, that we're seeing more team members who can represent things more accurately. Uh, if a company doesn't have that representation to actually go out and find the resources and educate themselves and have those conversations and really 
get to the heart of what it is they're trying to make their game about so that way it is done properly and not as we kind of say said haphazardly and just maybe because it's convenient at the time to do so um you know but i i would really love to see continued diverse characters uh represented i i think that you know no one can really make an argument against a female lead not really reaching a broad audience especially because the last of us 2 is now sony's fastest selling exclusive um you know so i i feel like more than anything that just shows that there's no more excuses um you know and everything that we've been talking about that there's really no more excuses that there should be more representation whether it's lgbt whether it's race whether it's different religions and different cultures and stuff like that i feel like there's really no more excuse to just make continued beautiful stories and gaming experiences all wrapped around that as long as we continue to see those changes both from the development standpoint as well as from the story and the character standpoint so uh i think that Wait, one more thing yes do it <laughs> sorry this, this is a shameless plug if you like what we're doing, you want to learn more about us, you can visit our website at hpcritical.com. We have a number of awesome articles by a great team. We have segments, podcasts like this one, streaming, and much more. And please sign up to the newsletter to keep up with everything we're doing. Um, this is the end of this month's stuff. I'm, I, I know I'm doing all this in the podcast, uh, but this is the end of our uh, our month's celebrations. We had, uh, as Brandon mentioned, Pokemon and smash yesterday and pride today it's been a crazy weekend for all of us but please look forward to what we have next month and sign up for the newsletter okay i'm done <laughs> oh yeah i'm not done though okay <laughs> um and if you check us out and you decide that you like us a lot we do have a patreon now yes yes it's for patreon help us out <laughs> i just want to say real quick that uh that baton pass was amazing <laughs> Thank you. It really was. It really, it really was. was. It really was. I'm, I'm feeling it. It was very <laughs> impressive. Alrighty, so that's going to close out our first ever live podcast.